What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast, How to Be a Boss. I am Robert Carden Jr. I'm Chrissy Branson. And I'm Seth Sheely. So listen, before we get into today's episode, we just want to let you guys know about something new that we're doing over here at How to Be a Boss. It's podcast at aat.team. Feel free to email us. We want to hear from you guys, whether it be your business questions, life advice you may need, or you just want to let us know what you think about the show. We want to hear from you guys, and we are going to respond to you on future episodes. So again, it's podcast at aat.team. We want to hear from you guys. The difficult times, like how do you get through them, not just as a a business owner, but also personally. So in business, you know, it's a roller coaster. Sometimes you're not always going to be on the mountaintop, but you're not always going to be down in the valleys either. So we want to help you navigate those moments so that you'll be prepared no matter what. So let's get started with this question. So how do hard times or how can hard times make or break a business? Chrissy, what do you you think? So I read a quote this morning. Um, it's an African proverb. It says, smooth seas do not make skillful sailors. Um, and that's so true about life and business. I feel like the difficult times are where you grow and where you learn. Um, it's really easy to coast when everything's doing well because you, you know, you know how to react, you know what to do. And when those difficult times arise, sometimes they throw us off. Um, you know, you're navigating uncharted territory sometimes. So uh, I feel like the way that a business owner reacts to those times decides whether the business is going to thrive um, on the other side of it or fail completely. So uh, especially if you have employees, it's up to the business owner to lead everybody through those times. So you can't be frantic you can't be reactive. Like you have to have a strategy and you have to be able to control your thoughts and your actions so that everybody who's looking to you for guidance knows what they're supposed to be doing. So as a business owner, if I see a difficult time um, and then I react, you know, in a, in a way that makes everybody panic, then we're just going to have panic all the way across the business and nobody is going to be productive. So I have to take it upon myself to kind of take a breath and, you know, maybe maybe even remove myself for a minute just to strategize and, and look at all of the possible outcomes and decide what we need to do as a company to move forward. And then it's up to me to instruct people. So whether or not they succeed or fail as employees, um, that's on me. So I have to take ownership of everything, um, whether it's good or bad. And then just, you know, adapt accordingly. So how did you navigate the difficult times here? So I feel like first we should probably define difficult times because most people, especially at this point in the world, like COVID is what everybody's thinking about, like world disasters. Mm -hmm. Like that's where everybody's brain goes to when you say difficult times. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, something crazy, but Difficult times can literally be anything. It could be, you know, maybe there's a market shift in your industry that affects what you're doing and how you have to move. Um, Or maybe it's like toxic employees being in the office or personal issues that you're having outside of work. Um, You know, or maybe even it's like technical, like technology stuff. So maybe there's, you know, an update in the system that throws off all the processes and now we have to 
reevaluate. So difficult times um, do not have to be just crazy disasters. They can just be like issues and obstacles that are repetitive or, you know, long lasting that you have to overcome. So I think over the course of us having AAT, it's like, um, my first, my first thing with, with all of these like difficult times, you have to know what you're doing. Like you have to know what you're working with. So I don't necessarily, I haven't been through all of the things that are going to come up at this point because every day is something new, but you have to like be honest about where you're at and what you're dealing with. So as a company, I am not going to react to um, an issue the same way that maybe Amazon would because they're just on a different scale. So if I'm looking to, you know, the wrong resources for advice, then that can play a big role in how I'm working with it. So I would just say when dealing with difficult times, you have to be honest about where you're at in business. So don't inflate or deflate what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely use resources to strategize. So look for examples of other companies or other people who have dealt with the same issue in the same moment in their career. Um, and then just keep your focus on positive outcomes. So uh, when I strategize, I kind of look at like, okay, if we do this, what's going to happen next? And then what's going to happen after that? So part of being a business owner is being able to be two steps ahead mm-hmm. of everything. So like, while I know that my employees are coming to work to work for today or next week um, or this month, like my job is to make sure I've looked a year ahead to see like where we're going after they're done doing what they're doing. Yes. So Being able to say, like, okay, if I do this, what's going to happen? Oh, that doesn't look good. Let's try a different thing. And, like, just coming up with all the possible solutions and picking the best one is how I choose to navigate difficult times. And then, you know, if we go in that direction and it doesn't work, I'm 100% okay with being like, hey, that was a bad move. Let's do this instead. Mm -hmm. And, And just being honest about the outcome, too. So I am like a little curious because mm-hmm. Seth and I weren't here when this was going on, but like, how did AT handle COVID? Mm, okay. Because like everything shut down for the most part. So silly. Um, <laughs> so basically what happened, um, there was a lot of anxiety all the way across the world when all of this was happening. So there was like a two week period where... Like the governors were coming up with different executive orders to determine who could be open and who couldn't and who was essential or whatever was happening at the moment. Um, That was really nerve wracking. So like I'm sure everybody was a little anxious, but like I, I have people that depend on me when I come to work. Like we have 15 families that, you know, need to, to be able to survive through this. So my first thing was like, not speculating. So I think social media causes like sheer panic sometimes when it doesn't need to be there. And the deficit in toilet paper. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So funny story about that, like side note. Um, I have always been a big fan of Amazon subscription for the Mm -hmm. business. So like, I don't want to think about the supplies and what we need, like things that we just constantly need. Like, let's just put them on subscribe Mm -hmm. and get them delivered (laughs) and not have to think about it. (laughs) Toilet paper has always been one of those things. Right. And like, I don't know about you guys, but like, 
I don't buy cheap toilet paper. Mm-mm. Like, Charmin all the way. Like, give me something with a bunch of plies so that, <laughs> you know, we're not struggling over here. So that's what we have in the office. <laughs> when COVID happened and all of these, like, people were scrounging for toilet paper, I legitimately had a supply closet <laughs> that was just stocked full. Like, it was laughable beforehand. Like, I got picked on for this, right? And when all of that happened, like, some of the employees were taking home toilet paper from the supply <laughs> closet because you couldn't get it anywhere. So, like, that being ahead of the game, you, that's what... You were prepared for that difficult time. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> I was prepared. So, anyways, um, when all of these executive orders were coming out, I tried to stay off of Facebook because there was a lot of misinformation happening at that point. And... I, I just feel like that leads to your brain just going stupid sometimes, you know? Like, mm. you just, you're taking in all of this stuff, and even though you know half of it is just total bull, you still, what you're bringing in is what you're going to put out. Mm. So, um, once our governor, you know, put out his executive order, and, and that was kind of a relief because it was very vague, like, way to go, Brian Kemp, for sure. <laughs> um the next day, I just, you know, everybody was kind of like, oh, what do we do? How do we act? All these dealers are, like, not at the office and stuff. And I literally had a meeting. I'm like, listen, guys, we got two options here. We can either adapt and go hard and keep making some money, mm-hmm. or we can go home and just chill until this is over with. Like, I'm not going to sit here at the office and be miserable. Mm-hmm. And I don't want you guys to have to sit at the office and be miserable. So if y'all want to go home... And hope that you have enough money to get you through whatever six and a half in. Tell me now. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, let's shut the up and get to work. <laughs> right? And that, I just feel like me saying that and like showing like I'm good either way. And you need to be good with whatever we do next. I think that that was kind of a defining moment for us. Because everybody just, like I could just see it in their eyes. They were just like, okay, we're going to be good. We just have to stick together and keep doing what we've always done. And that's what we did. See, I'll admit at my old job when COVID happened, I was hoping that they would shut down. <laughs> and they did not. But then like, what are you going to do? I would have gladly sat home at that point. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I loved my job then, but I I needed a break. And <laughs> they considered me essential, even yeah. though it was print newspapers, but they considered me essential. Okay. And so I didn't get a choice. It was nice, though. Because my church shut down for two weeks, and it was nice waking up on Sunday at like 10 o'clock in the morning, Mm -hmm. not having to be up at 7.30, sitting in the living room with my McGriddles from McDonald's and just watching my pastor (laughs) preach on YouTube. That was nice, but... (laughs) Look at you making those McDonald's workers a single. Listen, McDonald's McDonald's gets me through on the regular. Okay. I keep McDonald's and... DoorDash in business. Mm. I think we keep DoorDash in business here. I'm very certain that AAT keeps the DoorDashers. So, like, we don't even just have 15 families depending on us to keep going. Like, we got all the DoorDash families, like the UPS mm-hmm. drivers, everybody. McDonald's and DoorDash yeah. about to be like, hey, let's sponsor them. Yeah. <laughs> McDonald's, DoorDash, and Subway. That's my my three things. <laughs> So <clears throat> I do think that it's important that people remember and we understand that in those difficult moments in business that you keep your business and your personal life separate. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going through a difficult time in business, do not take that home with you. 
because yeah. then that has a negative effect on your entire family. Mm-hmm. So can you speak a little bit on like how to keep that separate in the crazy or uncertain times? Yes. Okay. In the beginning of being a business owner, when everything's uncertain anyways, it's very easy to blur the lines. So mm-hmm. in the beginning, it's like you're, you're constantly hustling. Your life revolves around your work and you're trying to build something. And I think in that moment, like you first need to be honest on if you're going to be an actual business owner or not. Mm -hmm. All right. Because if you're not feeling all those things, if you're not consumed with what you're doing, um, it's going to take you forever to get off the ground. And that's where most businesses fail is just like, you know, spending too much time in the beginning when things are crazy. Um, Once you do that for an extended period of time, that kind of becomes your routine. And then when something goes wrong or or something goes right, either way, you celebrate those moments and you like stay stuck in those moments if they're negative in your whole life. So like you're going to work and then you're coming home and you're bringing both of those things. And like in the beginning, you have a bunch of wins because you're small and everything's a win at that mm-hmm. point. So, you know, you're coming home to your family and you're always, you know, on this like business high where you've done this thing and you're finding different things to celebrate. Uh, but as you get bigger, it's like if you keep bringing those things home to your family, you're going to end up having major issues at home because mm-hmm. when something goes wrong, when you get bigger as a company, it goes really wrong. It's not just like, oh, our phone went out today. Mm-hmm. Like that's not the type of drama you're working with. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I have to go take out a loan to make payroll or like, oh, the this thing happened and like now I can't afford to pay the bill or whatever the case may be. So like when you start bringing stuff like that home, your marriage starts suffering, like your parenting is shitty. Like you just, you're miserable all the way around. So um, I think compartmentalizing really from the start, like knowing that what you do at work does not define who you are as a person and what you do outside of work does not define who you are as a business owner. Mm -hmm. So if I am, you know, I'm I'm sure that there's plenty of people that can relate to like just having a a crappy background or going through struggles as a young adult and then deciding that they want to open up a business. All of those things have nothing to do with that business that you're opening up. Mm -hmm. Like you're starting fresh with that. Um, so bringing that kind of thing into business is never good. And then once you start that business, if you if you make bad decisions, you're not a failure as a person. So just being able to say, while I'm at work, I'm going to focus on work and I'm going to do the things that I need to do while I'm here. Mm-hmm. And then having that buffer moment, maybe it's your drive home. Maybe you have to hit the block a few times before you pull up. Maybe mm-hmm. you have to sit in the car once you get there and like just center yourself so that you can be present when you get home and and become that person that you need to be there. So just saying like, hey, I'm going to be present no matter where I'm at and be able to to be the person that I need to be in that moment. Yeah, I do think it's important to have those moments where even if you're just sitting in your car, like you said, that you almost get out of work mode. Yeah. Like I have to do that almost daily. Yeah, you should. Because I've learned if I stay in work mode all day, I stress out mm-hmm. over the dumbest things. Yes. And it's hard for me to like actually like rest and 
decompress at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So whenever work is over and I'm done with the production side and it's time to get into like personal or social life or whatever, I always take at least like 10, 15 minutes sitting in the car. If I'm just like looking at pictures on Instagram or Mm -hmm. TikTok or whatever, just like finding that peace, that moment where I can like kind of breathe a little bit. Because I believe that, you know, the outside world in business and everything already has a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Your home is supposed to be where you have peace. Yes. I'm going to have peace of mind in my home no matter what. Yes. <laughs> so that means that I'm not bringing work home with me mm-hmm. if I can if I can help it. Right. I'm not bringing work home with me. But I'm sitting in the car or it's even sitting in my living room and just having like a moment of silence, mm-hmm. a moment of calm just to get my thoughts together because I don't want anybody to have to deal with the effects of what I dealt with during the day. Right. Like if I had a bad day, I don't, it's not fair to put that off on other people. Yeah. Like friends or loved ones, they didn't do anything. So why am I making them pay for the crappy day that I had? Yeah. And so it's important to have those, those peace of mind moments. I also think like making a list too. So if I have a lot going on at work and, and most of the time, I mean, as a business owner, most of the time it's problems. Like things don't get brought to you when they're good. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) things only come, they make it to me when they've gone sideways. So if I am ending my day and I have all of these things going on, um, I try to get all of that out of my head before I hit the door to leave. Because Mm -hmm. if I keep it in my head, I'm going to keep thinking about it. And I'm going to be like, I can't forget this when I get here in the morning and I, I need to do this. So if I make that list and say, okay, these are all the things that I need to pick up when I get back in the morning, mm-hmm. it's gone. It's out of my head. I don't have to think about it anymore because it's going to be sitting there for me when I get back. Um, and the same thing applies when I hit the door in the mornings. Like my phone doesn't ring all day from from people in my personal life because like my family, even my kids, like they know don't bother me while I'm at work unless it's an emergency. Mm-hmm. So like don't text me and be like, Hey, where's the ketchup at in the refrigerator? <laughs> or like, where did you leave my thing? Or whatever. Like all of that stuff can wait till we get home and that's the time to deal with it. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if your family isn't on board with the mission, it's really hard for you to keep the focus as a business owner and be able to to operate correctly mm-hmm. in those difficult times so like all the way the husband the kids all of them know like deal with yourself because you're at work too like the kids at school with their job mm-hmm. you know what I mean my husband's got his own job so like well, let's deal with our jobs while we're at at the job and then when we get home we can play all that family mm-hmm. stuff and like that makes it more pleasant for everybody because they're not stressed out because I'm not answering and I'm not stressed out because I feel obligated to mm-hmm. See, that's kind of how I am. Like when someone calls me at work, <clears throat> I have a rule where if you call me during work hours, leave a voicemail mm-hmm. and I will listen to that voicemail when I get the chance. And if I deem it like an emergency or like something that needs to be handled right then, then I'll call you back. Otherwise, you won't be hearing from me until probably after five or five thirty. Yeah. Or send a text. Nobody should be calling anybody, honestly. Just send a text. We don't want to talk. <laughs> like, nobody wants to talk. That's <laughs> We're true. Talking I, I don't like Send talking on the phone. I don't like talking on the phone because there's that awkward moment where, like, after you've said everything that you want to say and you're just like sitting there you waiting for someone. Yeah. 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 I hate it. I hate it. 
Yeah. Seth, you were mighty quiet this episode. You are. Yeah. I'm taking it all in. I'm letting y'all, you know, y'all been carrying the episode. And I, you know. He's buffering. No, 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 no. <laughs> so I, what difficult times have you faced, like, in your photography or wedding business? Wedding so, so videography business, yeah. So I talked about it a little bit in the last episode, or not the last episode, but one of our past episodes. The hard times for me are when, like, being underbooked and, you know, not feeling like I'm being booked enough. And another so-called hard time for me was during college, you know, trying to find a balance between classes and working on my business. Mm -hmm. And for me, I realized that to get through that hard time, I just, I'd have to communicate with my clients. Either, you know, stop the business and focus on classes or just, you know, communicate and be like, hey, you might not get the um, work back. You know, my turnaround time might not be as quick as it normally would because I got classes, you know, I'm paying for school. <laughs> I got to get my work done. <laughs> you know, <laughs> even though you're paying me, I'm paying for school. I'm not trying to waste money. You know, that really became clear to me, not this past semester, but the semester before I was in media crit and like documentary workshop and I was putting I had an eleven to twelve page paper that I just kept putting off because, you know, I was trying to focus on doing music videos and wedding videos and I was putting off my schoolwork and that's like I'm trying to graduate. What am I doing? <laughs> so for me, school was a hard time and I just realized I had to communicate and balance my you know, prioritize, prioritize my life when I needed to to get stuff done. And just another hard time just being on a book. I think those are things that um, most people deal with, especially starting out. If you're doing, like, a side hustle, so, like, in your situation, you were going to school and trying to make a little side money. Um, I think that what you said about, you know, communicating with your clients is super important and that's part of like getting ahead of the game so um you know being prepared for the difficult times um and being honest with where you're at so like you you knew you were in school from the very beginning um I think that just being able to get ahead of it instead of saying like hey why aren't you messaging me back Seth and like instead of reacting to that moment yeah. like be proactive about it hey listen I'm booking you in the middle of you know, final week and I'll get you, I'll, I'll make sure that mm -hmm. everything's beautiful. It's going to take me two weeks to get it back. Mm -hmm. So like as a customer, nobody wants to hear all the excuses, right? Mm -hmm. And nobody mm -hmm. wants to have to hunt you down. So I think being proactive in that sense, um, you know, whether you're doing a side hustle or whether maybe you have too much on your plate and you're a growing business and you're like, you know, trying to juggle it all, just making a process that, makes sense for you but at the same time doesn't um you know make it a terrible experience for the client is mm. super important in that sense so being prepared for difficult times um is just as important as how you're dealing with them mm -hmm. and i think that from a business sense um number one always go hard when it's good so, like, if you are not having a difficult time, if you have a bunch of business, if you have your together and you know what's happening and, like, the train is rolling, press the gas harder. Mm -hmm. Because if you coast in that moment, 
then you're going to wake up in a difficult time and be like, oh, man, I could have done this or I should have done that. Like, you're going to have that moment of regret and you don't want to deal with that. That's like super counterproductive. So my best advice to anybody who is not dealing with something difficult at the moment Put the gas to the floor. Mm. Like, go as hard as you can. Eat it up. Like, tomorrow it's going to all fall apart. And that was something that we said during COVID. Like, things were so uncertain in that moment. We didn't even know if we were going to be able to come to work the next day. Mm. So, every morning I would just be like, hey, guys, we are going to go as hard as we can today because we literally don't know if we can come to work tomorrow. And... We need to be able to support our families regardless. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the drive in that moment. So I think if you have that, if if you're in a routine of doing that when it's good, that'll be second nature when it's bad. Like you'll just have to adapt a little differently and change the process. But, you know, being able to to just block out all the silly stuff and go while you're at work is, mm-hmm. is key to making it. Going off of what you just said, mm-hmm. um, I'm buffering. Hold on. <laughs> so going off of what you just said, how, you know, having kind of having a system, mm-hmm. essentially, mm-hmm. can you touch on how people act, can like act without thinking when they're in these times of uncertainty? Absolutely. Yes. So um, you need to know when to play offense and when to play defense in business. So what I mean by that, like, Offense is when you go out and you get, try to get ahead of things and make decisions and, like, you know, you're in control. Defense is going to be, like, where you're reacting to things. And you have to be good at both. When you are reactive without thinking about it or having a game plan, you are going to fall on your face every time. Um, you look stupid, too, to everybody around you because you're you're making irrational decisions off of emotion instead of logical decisions with a strategy behind it. So the only emotion that you should ever have in business is, like, celebration mm-hmm. or joy or happiness. You know, there should never be that moment where you freak out and then you say stuff. So I think when you have this, like, difficult issue to deal with or or maybe you need to change your process up or maybe it's a difficult customer or whatever it is like never never just say stuff even if you need to be like hey let me get that information for you and I'll call you back just to get yourself out of the phone off of the phone or like out of the scenario um to have a minute to think that is the best case scenario there instead of just saying stuff that you're gonna have to eat later mm-hmm. y'all kind of read my mind because that's exactly the direction <laughs> I was going into because it's like when you panic like you don't think straight no mm-hmm. and it's very dangerous to operate on a whim when you're not thinking straight yes and so I think during any time even in, in business or in your personal life do not panic yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. just from of course like y'all know but for those that don't know I'm a worship leader at my church so I always have to like bring the life moment into it a little bit <laughs> I think during those times, whatever, you know, belief you subscribe to, and this is for the personal side, whatever belief you just subscribe to or whatever, I think those are the moments where you re- go back to that, like you rely on that, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you stand on, wherever you believe, like put your faith or your belief into action at that point. Yeah. And like I said, don't panic because panic makes bad decisions and bad decisions make 
bad business. A terrible decisions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we literally just went through the last, you know, three years at this point watching our leaders all over the world make terrible decisions mm-hmm. out of fear and panic instead of thinking about what's actually happening. So like you have to get all the facts. And that's that's really another thing. When you're going through something difficult, you don't need to be operating off of one side of the story or off of one piece of information when there's multiple things that you need to to have going on. So, you know, when you're in business, you have to have all the information. You have to be able to see all the pieces on the board to make decisions. And then also in your personal life, you're going to make having relationships with people way more difficult than it needs to be Mm -hmm. if you can't take a step back and get all the information before making decisions. Mm -hmm. Like, we all know people who do it. Like, they hear something from one person and then their whole view of another person is changed in that moment. Despite all of the stuff that they've been through with that person, their whole viewpoint has changed. They're just yeah. a completely different person now. And and they react accordingly. So, like, now we're having a whole fight over something that never even happened just because we heard through the grapevine on Snapchat that <laughs> this thing went down. So, like, you, you have to be able to remove yourself and get all of – all of the the panic and the fear and the emotions that are negative out of it so that you can make logical decisions. Mm-hmm. And I also think just to kind of close this a little bit, <clears throat> excuse me, talking about, you know, those moments where you're learning how to leave business at business and home at home. When you mentioned making a list, it reminded me of um, one of the conversations that we had during a morning meeting the importance of using a calendar mm-hmm. and writing down everything and putting everything in order. Cause like you said, like once you write it down, it's out of your head. Yes. Utilizing a calendar or like a schedule or whatever, I'm learning that it makes things run so much more efficiently. Yeah. And that's a lot less stress on you because you know, okay, once I come in, this is the very first thing that needs to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Once that's taken care of, okay, I can move on to this at this time. And it like helps put things in I was about to say in perspective. That's not the word I was looking for. It helps keep things together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's less panic for you. So less, not for you. I was pointing at Seth. <laughs> it's, it's less yeah, panic, Seth which means you. less, See, less, you know, rash decision making. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm glad you kind of, you know, said something about that. Because that's something I struggled with. Like, he was pointing well, at you. Just a little bit. That's something I struggled with, like, throughout school. Because, you know, I was a mass media major, so not only was I working on videos and photos, like, outside of class, but in class as well, uh, you know, specifically rappers wouldn't understand that, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> they're more understanding on the wedding side of things, you know, you know, different clientele, um, but they wouldn't understand, hey, I'm, you know, I'm working on videos, like, with class too, you know. I've got to edit those videos, documentaries, whatever I'm filming for class, as well as what I'm filming outside of class. But I feel like having a schedule would have helped me out a lot more than <laughs> the way I was going about things. I've I've always just tried to keep a mental note of like, hey, I got to do this. I got to do that. And that is such a pain in the <laughs> that is, that's not a way to go about it at all. Because... Well, I think that's part of, you know, y'all know my viewpoint on the school system. And stuff. <laughs> um, I think that that's a skill. Like, even my 10-year-old mm-hmm. 
knows how to manage a calendar because I taught her, not because, like, the school gave her an agenda and the teachers say, write this down. Mm -hmm. But then, like, what do you do with that information? And so I even remember, like, as a kid, having that agenda or that planner or whatever it may be and, like, going through the action of writing it down but then what? You never look at it again because, like, mm-hmm. nobody's saying write this down so that tonight when you sit down to do your homework, you need to look at this first so you know what to do. Like, there's mm-hmm. no reason behind it. You're just going through the motion. So I think that that's a skill that should be taught way earlier mm-hmm. than it is because you realize, like, the importance of it when you're on your own as an adult and you have to come up with a way to keep yourself busy. And you're like, oh yeah, that calendar that I learned about in second grade, this is probably where that would have come in handy. And then you look back at all the scenarios where you could have did that, Mm -hmm. you know, when you were in high school and college and all these other things. And then it makes sense. Well, that's too late. Like Mm -hmm. you should have been practicing that for a long time so that you're in the habit of it. Um, So I think that's another way that the school system fails us as, (laughs) functioning adults like teaching us simple things like that that's the first thing that I every sales rep that comes in here like they work on the commission not just commission by the way so we're better than a lot of our industry where everybody here makes a salary plus commission Mm -hmm. um side note but (laughs) even I'm working on commission like you don't want your paychecks to be chaotic you want them to be as consistent as possible so that you can manage your finances um, the first thing that I teach everybody to do is like make a bill calendar because mm-hmm. when you are an adult and you're responsible for your own stuff, you have bills that are due every month at different times. Mm-hmm. So when you're thinking about the bills, like maybe it's a house payment, car payment, insurance, phone bill, all of these things, you pay one of them, you move on to the next week, you pay the next thing, you move on to the next week, you pay the next thing. Now you're freaking out because the, the house payments due again. Like you're constantly <laughs> freaking out. Whereas if you put it all on a calendar, you don't have to think about it again mm-hmm. until it's time to pay it. And on Friday, when your paycheck hits, you can just pay the things that need to be paid and move on with your life because mm-hmm. you know the next week everything's right there. You don't have to think about it. I need to do that because I am in the latter state that you just talked yeah. about. Yeah. I am the one that will pay a bill every paycheck and then have a bill on auto pay and forget about it yeah. and be like, where did my money go? Yeah. <laughs> but you kind of, you really triggered a memory that I had like very deep <laughs> in the recesses of my mind. Robert's about having PTSD. School okay. agendas. <laughs> yeah. Because like they do come in handy, but what my school used to do was they made the parents sign the agendas mm-hmm. every night. And my mom would have to make sure that whatever <laughs> was on there, I did. Okay, and... but let's be honest. All right, and this is coming from a parent's perspective on that <laughs> process mm-hmm. that the school finds effective. I don't always check to see. <laughs> so, like, if the kid brings me the agenda and I'm in the <laughs> middle of dinner, mm-hmm. right? And she's like, hey, I need you to sign my agenda. And I grab it. And I'm like, okay, did you get all this stuff done? She's like, yeah. And I just sign the agenda and send her on her way. And then two weeks later, like, here's a a late thing in her grades. And I'm like, but I thought that you – she's like, oh, I forgot about that. Like, that's not as effective as teaching the kid 
this is this is why you need to do it and this is what's going to happen if you don't mm-hmm. like when you teach somebody the importance of doing something and they do it because they know that it's the right thing to do not because they think that they're going to get in trouble mm-hmm. they go for it well see like my mom <laughs> Whenever she signed my agenda, she used to make me show her that I actually did it. She wouldn't go over it to make sure Way it was go, right, Mom. but she would make sure that it was done. When you're a kid and you have a parent who, um, all parents do their best, by the way. All of them do. And all parents go through difficult times as well. And most of the time when you are a business owner, you have a family at home, like you have kids and all of that stuff. So you're dealing with all of these different dynamics. Um, I think that you have to take these same lessons that you learn in business and apply them to your life at home too. So like the same way that I treat my employees with respect and like, I just have high expectations of everybody around me. I always have, that's something, you know, people either love about me or hate one of the two. Um, but I, I try to, to implement things and communicate in a way that makes people understand why it's expected and how to fix it and like give them, examples of what to do so that you know we're not all walking around here not knowing what's expected or what to do uh, the same thing goes for parenting so I feel like you know from the time that kids are young like you should 100% teach them how to deal with different things because the the little things that they're going through translate into how they handle big mm-hmm. things as adults so dealing with difficult times, I think once you mastered that as an adult you should definitely pass that stuff down mm-hmm. and like apply it to kids lives and like you know even the school system should be doing the same thing like teaching children from a young age how to deal with stuff like this so that when they're an adult and they have a business or they have a job and they you know have something that they have to deal with they're not having temper tantrums and Mm -hmm. freaking out and reacting in a way that doesn't make any sense because that's what we're like prone to do from an early age like if you give a child a situation where there's like an obstacle or difficulty and they don't know what to do, they literally throw themselves in the floor. Mm-hmm. And then like you have these adults 20 years later who do basically the same thing when something <laughs> difficult is put in front of them. So, um, you know, you just have to, you got to learn like, you be honest, like, hey, if I didn't learn this skill as a child, I need to learn this skill now as an adult so that I don't, I'm not a 60 year old throwing myself in the floor. <laughs> When, you know, something difficult arises. So just being proactive on how to handle things and and getting new information. Because a lot of times we weren't taught Mm -hmm. exactly how to deal with things as a child. And you don't want to bring those bad lessons into your life as an adult. Oh, no. And we have to be careful because kids are always watching. Absolutely. Even (laughs) if you don't have them, they're watching you. Yes, my nieces and nephews watch. Even the ones I'm not blood related to, they watch me. (laughs) So I have to be like real careful. I mean, you're kind of like 6'3", so it's hard not to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you want to be a good example for everybody around you. Yes. For sure. So to wrap this up, like my main takeaway from this episode is just number one, when difficult times come, do not panic. Keep your mind together. Keep your keep your composure so that you can make logical decisions Mm -hmm. and also be prepared for it. Use calendars, use schedulers to make sure that things stay in order and keep pushing. Keep going no matter what. Absolutely. Just look at the positive stuff. Celebrate the good things. Be honest about where you're at and what's working and what's not. And just go as hard as you can while you're at work mm-hmm. so that you can relax after work with your family. 
um, and never never take the good times for granted because mm-hmm. you'll always have a valley at some point and the way that you act while you're on the mountain determines how deep that valley is going to be mm-hmm. so if you go extra hard while you are having good times you can easily get out of the bad times but if you're already struggling and then something else gets in your way it's really hard to bring yourself back up after yeah. that yeah i heard somebody say recently if you're going through hell, keep going. Yeah. Why stop? Because who wants to stay in hell? No. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. 100%. Yeah, so I'm if with you're it. going through a rough spot, keep going because it gets better. Yeah. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. And also follow us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. We are everywhere. That's the same thing I say on this is the deal. Just simply search Advanced Auto Transfers. And also, we're on YouTube as well. Advanced Auto Transfers or AAT TV. And visit us at autotransfers.com where soon you'll be able to purchase merch. T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. I am Robert Carden Jr. I'm Chrissy Brinson. And I'm Seth Sheely. And we will check you guys. Why do I keep saying that? We will see. You will hear us <laughs> next week. I... <laughs> It's okay, bro. You're doing a good job.